Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Thank you so much for being here today. We are on part 11 of a 14-part sermon series on the end times. This is a great series. It's a great topic that a lot of people are interested in and a lot of people disagree on, and that's okay. I'm giving you permission to disagree because this, as we have said before, this is not a salvation issue. The issue of salvation is whether or not you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and whether he died for your sins and you are living with him leading your life. We have to agree there. Uh, we can disagree, but I hope that eventually you will agree and, and become a, a follower of Jesus. Um, but this part isn't something that whether you agree or disagree is not going to get you in or out of heaven. Uh, that being said, let's continue on. If this is your first time with us, yeah, we just laid it on you heavily, so hopefully you're still watching. We have talked about several different things related to the end times. You can check them all out here in a playlist. Uh, otherwise, navigate to our YouTube channel and find that playlist. So what have we talked about? We talked about the end times in general. Then we spoke on Daniel's dream, specifically in Daniel chapter 7. Uh, then we explained how the beasts in the dream represent modern nations, and we stated a couple of verses that support that, that it's nations that would be modern, so future from Daniel and about in our time today. We also spoke about how the uh, erroneous representation of the beasts, a lot of people tie those beasts back to J Daniel chapter 2, which was something that happened 50 years before Daniel chapter 7, and it's Nebuchadnezzar's dream, but we spoke about Daniel chapter 8 and how the people, they've kind of confused those chapters as mingling together when in fact chapter 2 and chapter 7 are very, very different. Chapter 8 is also different. And then we jumped up to Revelation chapters 12 to 14 and tied that together on how that's more closely related to Daniel chapter 7. And it is very possible that Nebuchadnezzar's dream Yes, it was a dream of the future, but Nebuchadnezzar was in that dream, and he doesn't live forever. So it's very possible that his dream, each of those stages of that statue, those different kingdoms, could be kingdoms that span thousands of years into the future, because at the end of Nebuchadnezzar's dream, there's a rock that comes into and gets rid of everything, which could be Christ returning. So it's very possible that Nebuchadnezzar's dream did, in fact, span the whole thing, which is why people could have gotten it confused and mingled the other dreams in with that. Uh, after that, we dove into each of the beasts. The lion into the man, what that represented, the wings of an eagle torn off and what that represented, the bear with the three ribs and what they represent, the leopard with the four wings and the four heads and all those nations. We talked about how it was wounded and a new world order was created. And now we are talking about the fourth beast. Last week we kind of uh, alluded to the fact that the fourth beast is going to be uh, some nations that come together, namely Russia, the bear, uh, the um, leopard, and the four heads, so Germany with its four reichs and its last reich right now, the European Union, the leopard head that was wounded and rebuilt, and when the Berlin Wall came down and created modern-day Germany and, and now the newer Russia, and then how it could take on those other three nations, trying to wipe out terrorism, and the reason that they align is because of that, potentially because of that terrorism, 
In addition, uh, it had the mouth of a lion, so it could also pull in Great Britain or the United Kingdom. And then that ten horns on this fourth beast could be that United Nations that comes together. So we have Daniel describing this terrible beast with large iron teeth and ten horns. He later sees another horn rise up out of this beast and take the place of the first three horns. So that would be those first three nations, potentially, that got in on this United Nations. So this new horn had eyes and a mouth and speaks proud, blasphemous words against Jesus or against God. That's from Daniel chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. So hopefully by now you're pretty familiar with Daniel chapter 7, but we're going to read them anyway in case there are any people who are new here. And if you haven't read Daniel chapter 7, I encourage you to do so. Uh, chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. After that in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was a fourth beast, terrifying and frightening and very powerful. It had large iron teeth. It crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot whatever was left. It was different from all the other beasts, and it had ten horns. While I was thinking about the horns, there before me was another horn, a little one, which came up among them, and three of the first horns were uprooted. Now, it says three of the first. Doesn't mean it was the first three. It just means it was three of the first group of ten. So any three of those ten nations could be uprooted by one other person or one other nation that comes in and knocks them out. Uh, potentially, this could be three nations a part of this group that Russia could come in and take out, but it's unlikely because Russia is already a bear and those three ribs are already three other nations. So it's very possible that this, these ten horns are different than Russia and its three nations. However, it could be related to that fact. It could be a double representation of one nation, Russia, knocking out three others but it's unlikely. It's possible that this is uh, different. So we're just going to keep going, but I wanted to point that out. Uh, this horn had eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth that spoke boastfully. <clears throat> now, in Revelation, this beast is also described. A very similar beast with ten horns and seven heads and ten crowns on each of the horns with each head having a blasphemous name. Before we go over there, though, I want to draw one more correlation with Daniel chapter 7, and that's during the interpretation. This is Daniel chapter 7, verse 23. So keep in mind Revelation. Remember the beast coming out of the sea? Seven heads, ten horns, ten crowns, okay? Here is in Daniel, this is an interpretation of the fourth beast. He gave me this explanation. The fourth beast is a fourth kingdom that will appear on the earth. It will be different from all the other kingdoms and it will devour the whole earth, trampling it down and crushing it. The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom. So it's one big kingdom, like we said, very possibly the United Nations or this new world order of, of pretty much all of Northern Asia and, and all of Europe. These ten kings will come from this, so they'll probably have ten rulers. After them, another king will rise, different from the earlier ones. 
So this is how we know that it's probably not Russia and the three ribs, a double correlation, because it's different. Uh, different from the earlier ones, he will subdue three kings and will speak against the Most High and oppress the saints and try to change the set times and the laws. The saints will be handed over to him for a time, times, and half a time. So <clears throat> this correlation is very strong. We have ten horns. What are they in Daniel? Well, the explanation says they are ten kings. Then we jump over to Revelation chapter 3, or 13, sorry, chapter 13, verse 1, and we have the beast rising out of the sea with its ten horns, with its seven heads, and with ten crowns on the horns. So those ten horns are ten kings because they have ten crowns represented on them. So it's very, very uh, similar in that respect. Both of these visions represent the final world order or this new world order that was created when uh, Germany and Russia and those new nations were, were um, really renewed. They weren't brand new, but they were renewed. They got new strength. And then when this alliance happens, this final world order will come about. This is the beginning of the end, which we will talk about uh, in a couple weeks so stay tuned for that. This beast, though, this final beast, represents a nation that will form and be created and be like no other. It, it'll be a dominating force, a world superpower. And to, to today, even in the world wars, nations joined together. And we had, you know, half the world fighting against another half the world, so to speak. And then when the world war was over, Yes, they remained allies, but they separated and they governed themselves separately. We're talking here that these groups will come together and then they will stay together. Ten kings will rule this big nation that is very possible. I mean, it, geographically, it is like half the world. I mean, Russia alone is so big. And if that comes together with pretty much all of Europe, we're, we're talking a, a major, major uh, new nation that will be formed on this. And it's a, a, a great alliance, the United Nations, potentially. It will be an alliance between three powerful nations that will become one and have other nations beneath them. Why? Well, because one horn rises up and takes place of three horns. We just read that in Daniel chapter 7, verse 8. And the ten horns with ten crowns from Revelation 13, 1. This... Uh, Revelation beast also had seven heads. So how do we know what nations are going to come together to make this new uh, beast? Well, the Revelation beast had seven heads. And we talked about this a little bit last week on how they're represented by these other nations. We know that it's not the U.S. coming in because the, the eagle's wings are not mentioned anywhere in here. So we have these heads. Think about this. The beast had seven heads. So let's combine the heads of the beasts that Daniel described. We get seven heads. One lion. Remember the Revelation beast had the mouth like that of a lion. Okay. One bear. The Revelation beast, feet like those of a bear. Four leopards. Uh, the beast resembled a leopard in Revelation. <clears throat> we get one beast. So one, that would be seven heads. One lion one bear, that's two, four more heads, one, two, three, four, and then one other beast, seven heads. And so this beast that 
is being described in Revelation is a combination of all those other beasts. How do we know it's a combination? Because he said that. Resembles a leopard, feet like a bear, mouth like a lion. Okay? One of the heads was wounded. What head was wounded? A leopard head wounded. Remember when Germany fell, Adolf Hitler's rule, the Third Reich, that was wounded. It was never thought to recover. But then East and West Germany, uh, the Berlin Wall came down. They became united. The world was astonished and is still astonished at that immaculate recovery. And that's exactly what it says in Revelation, that the whole world was astonished and followed the beast. Okay, in other words, Great Britain, the European Union, which is East and West Germany, or now one Germany, the new Germany, and France, how, how do we know it's France? Because the leopard with four wings and four heads was uh, the leopard from, from Germany, the leopard tank, the four heads, four reichs, four wings. Two of those wings were from Germany's symbol, the eagle, and two of those wings are from France's symbol, the rooster. So we have the United Kingdom of the lion, Great Britain. We have European Union of Germany, which could be even East and West Germany, two nations becoming one, new Germany and then France, and then we have the newer Russia, which created when uh, the Berlin Wall came down, and modern-day Russia was born in 1991. They will all unite and become one terrible nation for a short time. This spans Europe and Northern Asia. And now, how short is this time that they, that they um, reign together? Well, it's about four years, and we stated that from... Uh, the Bible. Last week we spoke about how it is they were allowed to reign for almost four years. Once they've united, they start to uh, kind of devour and crush and and rule other nations. So what are they doing? What is the point of this? Well, in today's world, what could happen in order for that alliance to happen? And we've spoken a lot about this, uh, primarily the, the today's world and what we know of what's going on around the world the factor or the force that could cause this type of a unity is probably terrorism. And so it's very possible that Europe and Russia join forces and start moving south and knocking out terrorism and they're just crushing and devouring and nothing is in their way and they're just wiping them out. And this is very possible that it could happen for four years, that they could just be on this uh, really a rampage, but it's a good rampage and the reason why the United States didn't get involved yet or hasn't been involved uh, in in this with this creation is very similar to World War II. World War II was from 1933 to 1945 or that was Adolf Hitler's rule of the Reich. The actual war uh, is, is could be different but Adolf Hitler's rule, the Third Reich, was from 1933 to 1945 and as you know the United States didn't get involved into that until in the 40s. Well, if it started in 33, why did they wait so long to get involved? Well, because they th were sitting on the sideline allowing everybody else to fight and thinking it would fizzle out. And then when it, in fact, started fizzling out when uh, <clears throat> Hitler started marching into Russia at the start of winter and his men weren't dressed properly, they were freezing, they were getting sick, they were dying, uh, the tanks couldn't go through the mud, the snow, and they had to leave a lot of equipment behind. And, and I mean, the war was practically over at that point in time when he started marching on Russia. In fact, uh, a year later, there might not have even been a war. So the United States said, we got to get in on this. And they got in. And then it continued the war effort. 
So, uh, again, if you could have a different opinion, that's fine. We're talking here biblically. Uh, this is a pattern. So, that pattern there happened. Then we have a, a new nation being created, a new beast, Russia and Germany. This is pretty similar to World War, except this time Germany is not going to attack, they're going to ally. Uh, the, Europe, Ger uh, Russia together, and what could be the only thing that the United States says, we'll sit back and leave it? Well, it's probably something the United States was already involved in and is involved in, so it's very possible that the U.S. might even lend some support because we already have a presence over in a lot of those countries. So if this new nation of these ten kings, ten rulers, starts marching south and wiping out those terrorism nations, they start moving into the Middle East and maybe even into Africa and just start devouring and crushing and trampling everything in their path, the United States, our military that is in those nations, they might say, this is great, this is what we've been waiting to do, and, and the U.S. says, sure, just let it happen, and, and, and it continues. And that happens for four years, almost, or around four years. Like I said before, it's possible the U.S. maybe at that point in time, if, if the reason they don't get involved or they're just slightly involved is because uh, they look at it and, and our leader says, yeah, just let it happen. We're already there. We have a presence. As long as they don't attack our bases and they stay to attacking all the, the terrorist groups or the militant, then we'll let it happen. And that four years later, something happens and then the United States is going to get involved and that's where we have the East against the West. And... In addition, it could be that during that period of time, perhaps the United States undergoes some type of a major, major catastrophe, maybe uh, worse than the Great Depression, worse than the, the Dust Bowl or all these things, the stock markets crash, who knows what could happen. Uh, maybe they, uh, nuclear, uh, something goes off over here and w puts us back in the dark ages for those four years. We don't know, but something could be happening. Uh, again, maybe we have a president in office that is really um, brain dead, so to speak, or, or very dull and, and just says, no, let the world do its thing. Or maybe we have a president in the office that says, hey, we're going to focus on our nation, pull everybody back, and let's rebuild the United States. And, and instead of sending our money over there, we'll, we'll fix our poverty. And then the U.S. becomes an even greater nation than it is today. And, and they, they just really focus on the U.S. I mean, it could be a variety of, of possible options. Another possible option could be the military throws the president out and there's a coup and the military is in charge for four years until another election happens and, and then we get a leader and the leader says, all right, we got to do something about this new nation that's being created of all of Asia and they're marching south. We got to step in here. So there could be a lot of different possible options that that this happens. We don't know about it, but next week we're going to speak about the East against the West. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great message, exactly like all of these. So I hope you've been enjoying this sermon series. Again, we welcome your comments and your discussion. In addition, feel free to share it with other people and get them involved as well. And if you haven't seen the others' messages or you haven't heard them, get caught up, podcast, uh, YouTube channel, whatever it takes to get caught up and understand exactly what is going on here. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this great time together. Thank you for uh, the awesome insights that you have given us into the future and the world to come. 
And Lord, we ask that you would uh, continue to make this known to us, reveal it through scripture, and, and help us uh, really engage and, and find out more about this and uh, to be polite and respectful with others and, and conversing about it. And Lord, ultimately, we ask that this would be a great introduction to the Bible for other people, that they would continue reading it and continue getting into it and then find the, the New Testament Gospels and the salvation messages proclaimed by Jesus Christ and his, his disciples around the world. And so, Lord, I ask a blessing upon each person out there that you would touch them, give them eyes to see and ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for being here this week. This has been a, a great message. I've really enjoyed doing this series, so I hope that you have enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, stay tuned. We're not done yet. We've got a few more messages to go. God bless.